Welcome to the Black Heart Podcast. I'm Jay Dizzle. It's your boy Darian. It's your boy Keaton right here. And you are tuned in to the Black Heart Podcast, where without the heart, nothing works. You can follow us on social media, Instagram at the Black Heart Podcast, Facebook and Twitter at the Black Heart Pod. Yeah. 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 Let's get it. Let's get it. Tell you who he is, cause you should already know if you was listening to the intro. Come on! But just in case you didn't, this is the Black <laughs> Podcast. Y'all already know what it and is. And today, uh-huh. it's a family business. It's year. always a family Skee. affair. For it's the a most family part. business. Anybody Skee. we got on here is family. Year. Uh-huh. But key. Uh-huh. I'm gonna let you introduce this week, man. <laughs> all right, do what all right, it do, all baby. Right. Y'all already know what it is, man. Uh-huh. Black Art Podcast. Hey, uh-huh. man. One time for the one time. Uh-huh. This family right here, man. Uh-huh. Talk about it, dude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've been rocking and rolling for a good minute, man. Yeah, uh-huh. And we still doing the same thing. Every time we see each other, it's back like we never left yeah, it. Uh-huh. So I want y'all to give some love yeah. to Brittany. Let's go. That's what we need right there. That's what we need right there. But if you can, you know. Get your socials out, man. Let them know where we can find you and stuff like that. Okay, so um, for my IG, that's Bowtie underscore Slayer. Uh-huh. Facebook oh. is Brittany Washington, or you can find us on our uh, business page. is The Healing Experience. Ooh. And also, you know, we got to keep it fresh with uh, TikTok because, you know, that's where all the young cats at. That's where you find the most information that you want to, uh-huh. you know, want to find yeah. out what? these days. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everything yeah. on so, there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, my, my handles on uh, TikTok is do it underscore all because I do it all. Man, yeah, yeah. I all love it. And y'all see us sipping right now. We yeah. sipping on that good drink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? saying? That's we what gonna, we do. We're going to get all the way into it. But I, I, I asked something off camera that we about to get into it right now. So I asked, right you know, okay, Brittany, yeah, uh, Brittany, you know what I'm saying? I said, you go. You go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I said, do you got any other names? You Stupid go by fresh. a little nickname, little AKAs and you know, let you progress. Okay, so. So I feel like through my healing process, I kind of, I grew out of my, um, my alias. Um, my alias was B-Wash. I really can't tell you other than being, playing volleyball, where that name originated from. But as you grow as a person, your identity also changes, so everything else around you has to change. Nah, everything, for real. every yes. everything within you has to evolve as a person. So when you meet me, my name is Brittany Washington. Okay, there we go. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. I feel you. I will, and I will, yeah. I will speak you to you as such. Yeah. <laughs> I will give you that respect. Back in the day, what did you deserve? Facebook. Some of us still got it because we ain't really changed our Facebook name. You know what I'm saying? We still got that nickname in the in the Facebook caption. Yeah. But some of us evolve over time. We just use our our regular names, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, for real. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody's journey is different. And respecting other people's journey, you know, when I was going through the healing process, I learned what the, the meaning of namaste means. It means the God in me bows to the God in you. And so when Ooh. you have that equal okay. level of repro- uh, re- uh, reciprocal um, energy towards one another or respect, then you know that everybody don't evolve at the same time. Yeah. And so when you come into the knowledge of that, 
then it makes dealing with people a whole lot easier. Do yeah. the knowledge, nigga. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Nah, for real. Nah, for real. They, they, they ain't never lie. And I like that because uh, I think with me it's different. I go by a, a lot of names. So uh, as I you know went through my healing process, I'm whatever you call me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So growing up, I might be J Jack. Call me J Jack. Or now I'm. Um, Jay, some people call me Jay, JT. My brothers call me JT, so yeah. it just depends on how I met you within my life is yeah, what yeah. you call me. Yeah, you know? for sure. I'm still the same person, though. Yeah. yeah. Like some yeah. people mess over yeah. my name a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing, like, shoot, church, um, work, and all that related. What did they right call you? Shoot, Keon, Keith. Um, they forgot the T, didn't they? Yeah, they forgot the T. Yeah, they forgot the T. They forget it. Yeah. I, try to, I, try, I try to say it, and they still get it wrong. At, at one point, it used to bother me, but now I'm like, okay, y'all just don't comprehend what I'm trying to Come tell you. Come on, yeah. man. You know what I'm Call me Special K but, like the series. Yeah. <laughs> but I just shrug it off because I already know who I am, so that's nah, all that really real. matters yeah. at the end of the Talk day. Talk to a lot of Shikari Richardson. Look yeah, that. Shikari, Shikari. Whatever, yeah. I forgot. Shikari. 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 That's called a Kari. Kari. Shout yeah. out Shikari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you brought in some uh, some desserts and some drinks, man. Can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, man. I so, <laughs> you see, so um, how how that originated or became a part of the the healing experience? Um, I went to school. Uh, my undergrad is in psychology with a minor in business management. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, you were studying. Oh man, very man. hard. Very <laughs> writing a whole lot of papers. That's man, and, and, I swear. And getting in a whole lot of debt. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. No, that's that's the, that part. But um, you know, when you are dealing with uh, people in a therapy setting, a lot of our culture. Or a lot of people that's our age or even older than us, they won't come to talk therapy. Yeah. You know, we experience, I think that COVID has brought forth the the capacity or the weight of mental health. Yep. You yep. know, because the realm of mental health has been around for a long time, but I think being forced into quarantining and having to spend time with yourself for almost, what, a year, two, almost yeah. going on two years, right, right, right. then people start to notice, you know, what is mental health? Like, let's talk about it. So now when you watch TV, you can't see, but every other commercial, every third commercial is addressing mental health because we know now it's, it's vital, it's important. And so um, just coming into the realization that a lot of people won't come to talk therapy, the healing experience is about meeting people where they are Yep. and they journey. Some people won't come to talk therapy because they have their mentality, what goes on in this house stays in this house. That, so they'll rather go to the bar and they'd rather mm-hmm. have a drink and drink and talk to mm-hmm. a stranger. Mm-hmm. Or some people, they don't drink, but they like to eat. So being able to meet people where they need, you know, some people, they eat it out. And that, that's the reality. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with it because we all know too much of anything yeah. is bad for you. Yeah. But it's finding a balance to meet people where they are so that they can get their healing experience. It's being relatable. It's being relatable. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, you know, trying to find your niche in the realm of psychology is, is important. Because a lot of times we miss the mark as mental health professionals because we have this expectation when we are going to through school or whatever is people will seek out your services. But sometimes you have to go seek the people that need your services. 
Yeah. Yeah. So sure. like it's crazy how that it, it seemed like almost a wave, but it was it was very positive because everybody goes through things. Yeah. You know, like you said, at different times you like I learned a lot from you, you about different things that I didn't get to experience or yeah. you know, vice versa. And so you get to learn from others, you know, that ignorance some ignorance sometimes comes from not wanting to understand somebody else. Yes. And I'm glad that at, at, well, the worst times that we got something positive out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like this topic is really should be talked about more. But say, but instead we shrug it off because yeah. it's like we think and judge other people's opinions about it. Like yeah. we thinking that we ain't supposed to talk to anybody about our problems, mm-hmm. this and that and so on and so forth. But in actuality, we might need to because it might give us more clarity to how we feel and how we can better ourselves rather than just like you're saying, just taking a bottle of alcohol or smoking or doing whatever you want to do to think that's going to be the way to solve it. No, I actually need to find somebody who has a profession in dealing with these problems and helping you out. That way they can make life a little bit more sensible for you. Yeah. And like going to therapy, I like to explain uh, to individuals is it's like taking a whole bunch of yarn that's Ooh. coming that has come off of spool. You know, mm-hmm. it could get chaotic, it could get knotted up, but what therapy does is help you ravel it back up to correctly. make correctly. You know, and everybody you go in different directions with it, but. Yeah. The, the motive is to get you back to a place where it's more manageable so that you can create the art that you need to do with, with the yarn. So is it like, because I just seen this clip the other day, and I ain't going to you know, speak on it too much, but he, this one guy was talking about some childhood trauma that he had experienced yeah. with family. Yeah. And so based off of what you said with the yarn concept, it's like, it could be dotted up, batted up. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, we played with uh, yard in school back in the day. So now that if you unravel all this trauma or what you dealt with, like you said, putting it back in a manageable way, now I can speak freely and, yeah. and, and like uh, not be uh, pit, pitted up and put it away where it's hurting me. Now I can talk about it freely. Since something I went through, whether you relate to me or not, I can talk about it and be good with myself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because even like we, when I first started going to therapy, because that's the thing, even as therapists, we still need therapy ourselves because mm-hmm. when people bring their trauma to us, we have to be able to unpack that so that we won't go home with it, especially in my realm um, because I specialize in grief support and whole life wellness and recovery. So it's a lot of heavy stuff that I deal with. So I have to have a proper place to put that. But when I was going through my own healing process, um, it was very abnormal to do in my family. So when you coming into certain knowledge about certain traumas that you have faced on a personal, then when you learn to start setting healthy boundaries of saying, you know what, that just doesn't work for me anymore. Sometimes you'll become the villain in somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we just heard that. And it makes sense so, because oh, no, nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It makes sense. I I've been watching The Walking Dead, and people that watch that can relate. Like, so you got the main group, and 
to them, or you could say from your perspective and their perspective, they're fighting for what's right, their family, their friends, for survival. But you got other groups that have been through similar situations that's doing the same thing that they feel like. Is right. Right. And yeah. so y'all clash. Y'all thinking each other's the bad guy. Who's really the bad guy? Everybody the bad it's, guy at that point. You know, I think it's, it's situations yeah, it that are undealt with are the bad guys. Oh, okay. That's even better. Say that it's, again. it's the situations that are the bad guys, not the, the individuals. Because a lot of the times, especially when you're dealing with de- generational trauma, you have to address, well, where did this originate from? And why did why was there a mindset to even think that this was like continuing with this pattern is okay. Somebody that had to do something different might not have known what to do differently in the situation because they weren't necessarily taught that. So it's a story about two sisters that I heard. Um, I don't know where I heard this story from. I, I think it was maybe a church or something. I don't know, but um, it was two sisters and they had uh, they had husbands, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they always grew up in the kitchen, watched their mom make a meatloaf, but she cut off both ends of the meatloaf, right? Okay. But when they got grown and they took that into their own households, their husbands asked, you know, why do y'all do this? Like because they didn't grow up with that in their household, but they want to know they interested because maybe it's a it's a different method that make it taste better or something. Or a meaning so, to or it. Or they have a different meaning right. because of yeah. traditional practices, right? Yeah. So then they they couldn't answer the question because that's what they grew up seeing. So they went back to the mom and they asked, mm-hmm. well, why did you cut off both ends of the meatloaf? And her response was, I only did that because it was too big to fit in the oven that we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it, it was just a situational thing. It's a situational just, thing. Know, nothing crazy. They was thinking, they was thinking oh, is this, like you said, is this make it taste better? You don't know until you get to, and they had to go to their source to figure out what was going on. Right. Nah, for real. That's right. breaking it down. That's part of healing, right. too. And, yeah. it, and that's, that's a big, you got to go to the source. You got to do the root work. The source is the root of every single issue. And when you can get down to the root, everything that comes after that will make your healing experience more understandable. I won't say easier. It'll be more understandable because the healing process, even when you feel like you've healed, it'll always be another thing in life that you have to heal from. So it's a whole process. It's an, it's an experience. Yeah. It's like, um, it's one episode that I watched of this show. I ain't going to give the details because I don't know if y'all watched ah, it. What show have it. It's the, the shot, yeah. Oh, so, I ain't watched it yet. Um, so anyway, I'm just gonna tell the background. I ain't, I ain't gonna say. Anyway, I'm just, still watching. I don't care. You'll find you what. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I'm still watching. Well, do what you do, brother. All right. So Keisha was in therapy session with her therapist, and she basically was trying to um, figure out like how she is the way she is. So anyway, the therapist was trying to tell her like, hey. You might need to um, involve your mom into the therapy session with you. That way you can get some clarity of what's going on. So when her mom came into the therapy session with her, her mom basically told um, her and the therapist that she didn't really want kids. So she was forced into having kids to impress her mom because back in the day she said that's what makes you a good daughter Mm. is being married and having kids. So when Keisha found that out, it's like it was hurt. Like, yeah, it was yeah, hurt. Like was you didn't want us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't really want us. So yeah. that's how Keisha's been the way she's been this season. Like 
on edge and just trying to make sure that everything is everything because that's how she yeah. was like brung up and that's what she seen from her mom and wh- when her dad was there until he passed so yeah hey yeah hey yeah yeah that's deep yeah that's it really deep. is it's, and it's a in real talk um with the roe v wade situation taking away women's right we will see a lot of that and i could speak on it knowing um from a perspective a therapy perspective that that's what it's going to turn into because you're forcing people to deal with a responsibility that they don't that they, they, they don't really want that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those kids mm-hmm. are going to feel that. And those kids will be affected by that in the long run. You'll see a high, high rise in crime, and you'll see a, a whole lot more of um, people not being able to do proper conflict resolution. You know what you're responsible of? That that good ass Oreo though. That goddamn why ain't that Oreo cooking? That motherfucker so goddamn good. Oh my god! I thought he was gonna say something important. I ate that. I didn't want to interrupt, but I ate that Oreo about thirty. 40 seconds. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. I want to ask you something too, though. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Finish, nah, that's, that's, that's Finish right. busting, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. Busting, look, bro. hand this to that Don't man. Don't do me like Please. that. Please, hand this to that man. Get another one, man. Oh, it's all right. You had to laugh. You had to help I'm yourself, right, bro. Right. God damn. God, God bless you. But I want to. I want to ask because. God bless you. Just to give the viewers. Nigga, so shook the room up with the Oreo. Yeah, right, you Oreo. good, bro? Oreo blast. You good? You good? Yeah. You good? Yeah. I'm good yeah. now. Better now. Yeah, it, Did you finish? It, I'm, I'm back and I'm better. better. All, right, all, right. <laughs> all right, Bryson, tell us. I want you back, Sabah. Okay, go ahead. All right, Bryson. Fuck that dog. Yes, give it to me. All right, all right go ahead. Yikes. <laughs> nah, for real, but uh, I went to actually, I heard you talk about grief support. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everybody in here didn't lost somebody either close to them mm-hmm. or family members or anything. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that uh, or advice you can give in dealing with grief? Because I feel like I lost something and, and still haven't found the, the void so, for that loss. Okay, that's a, that's a very great question. Um, one thing that I always love people to know about dealing with grief is that it does not have to necessarily deal with the aspect of somebody physically dying. Mm-hmm. Do you know we can grieve from having to get a new car? Mm-hmm. Because we had lying. we had an attachment to that old car because we was done making payments mm-hmm. or we had some good memories like we used to ride with the squad in the car, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now, you know, maybe the car got totaled out. So now even though you are receiving something new, um, it's still an attachment to that old thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with jobs, we don't we don't even Ooh. talk about dealing with relationships at any capacity. Mm-hmm. We talk we talk we just associate grief with going to a funeral, mm. uh, seeing somebody that we loved in a box, yeah. and then it's over and it's done with. But like you said, how do you fill the void? Is not pretending that it don't exist. There you go. Damn, that's it right there. That's crazy because oh. I do that a lot. I do that a lot, man. Because we lost a homie, and I always yeah. tell Smoke, man, man, that nigga just in Cuba, bro. He ain't gone, bro. He yeah. over there with Tupac. Yeah, he over yeah. there with Tupac, but yeah. 
You know, it just it's just hard, especially when you spend time with somebody for so long. Yeah, bro. yeah for sure. Like you saying, like with the car, that, that's yeah. a perfect example. Yeah, like, yeah, you get a car, you I mean, you you pick up the homies, you mm-hmm. go to parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You might have went out of town with the homies in that car. I had yeah. that. The you daddy know? was that. Nah, for real. Yeah. Like yeah. you might you might have did a lot of be, things. Be freestyling in yeah, the car like we did on our way up here. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole like, a whole bunch of good vibes. Yeah. But you know, I think that another thing that my therapist shared with me about grief, and I also teach this as well, um, is grief is having a box full of memories that you, you put in a closet. You know what I'm saying? Because Oftentimes, after the funeral service, after that bereavement time is up at work, and we have to go back into reality, you know, society says, you know, you should be over it by now. Or you don't have no choice but but to be. You don't have no choice but to be. And so some people think that, you know, I'm, I'm resilient, so I have to get over this. I'm stronger than this. But the thing is, if you have never been put in that seat, how do you know your own strength in, in that situation? You don't. So being able to take that box that's full of memories, visit it when you need to, because it's still always going to be there. Because the reality is that that connection existed, those memories exist, those things that's in that box, whatever, even secrets, because we hold a lot of secrets. Yeah, we do. We hold a lot of memories, even when we say, you know, oh, dang, I, I forgot about that. But then Facebook I remind us yeah, of Facebook, something Snapchat. that happened 10 years mm-hmm. ago, and you like, man, yeah. I forgot about that. And then yeah. that, that'll trigger that grief. Yeah. And when you are triggered, don't be afraid to address it. Because when you pretend that it's not there, you can't do nothing about it. It's tough to so, see it's tough to see memories on Snapchat especially cuz a lot of our um videos and stuff when we hung out came from Snapchat, you know what I'm saying? So each time that I get a memory on Snapchat and I get that little signal that it's a memory on there that I just scroll through and see and we I just see Lou, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's it's tough. Like yeah. it's tough that he's no longer here. You so, know what I'm saying? So what is actually grieving properly look like? Like, what is grieving properly? What is the process of grieving properly? Understanding it is your own journey. Because his relationship with your friend might not have been your relationship with the friend. And y'all relationship might not have been the same as his. So he might have went through losing some people close to him Mm -hmm. that you haven't yet been through yet. So you can't measure up to his time frame and you can't measure up to his because this is your own. They probably have experiences lost on a great caliber like this, but you haven't. So it's going to hurt you a little bit deeper because you haven't yet been faced with that, that adversity of life. So how do you get over that thing? Because especially over- if you understand, like, all right, everybody, you know, we, had, we got the same friend, but yeah. everybody – had a different relationship. I was definitely. And you understand that part. So how do you get over that with your own personal, you know what I'm saying, dealings? You have to know you. Yeah. If you if you're a writer, write about it. Yeah. If you if you put if you do music, if you do podcasts, you still have what's in the room, the connection, right? Yeah. The connection. 
there was a mutual friend, you still have allies in the situation. You have to utilize your resources. Also, reach out to reach out to myself. I'm going to put my business plug in there because yeah, I'm yeah, a business yeah, person yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of the day. Yeah, Reach out yeah. to the Healing Experience. They have so yeah. many other resources. They have 24-hour hotlines. You have to be able to get you to where you need to go, but it's all in how desperate you are to be able to achieve that level of healing that you want to accomplish. Because even coming to therapy, I tell my clients straight up, listen, you have to let me know that you're prepared to do the work. Yeah. Because if I'm me doing the work for you is not going to benefit you because at the end of the day, I can give you all the tools and the resources, but if you aren't ready to receive it, it's going it's like hitting a brick wall. Right. You coming, you spending your money, but you're not applying the skill set outside of session. So being able to be real, you know, some days during your healing process, you're going to feel like, you know what? I'm strong. I feel like I'm getting over um, that loss or I'm able to cope with that loss a little bit better and then you might hear a song and that might set you back. Yeah. It's like that grief is tricky like that. You can smell a fragrance and it'll trigger your mind to say, Man, wow. like and it'll put you back into that church and you sitting there you sitting there looking at that box. But the yeah. thing is you have to be transparent through your healing process. That's where the true healing come in. Even when you say, you know what, today I don't know how to do this, reach out to your allies because they might have the answer that you're looking for. So it's being transparent with where you are because if you hold it in, how can people look at you and assess, you know what, something I write about him today, they might be able to say that, but if you're not real enough about, you know, my, I'm, I'm really struggling today because now I'm put, like I heard a song and it set me back and, I don't really want to talk about my feelings because, uh, first of all, guys really don't get the avenue to talk about their feelings. Yeah, no. And I feel and like really we not. And and I feel and really like I feel like now. I respect guys for being able to talk about their feelings, regardless of what society says, especially for black men. Black heart. Yes, yeah, yeah, because y'all are real. Y'all experience real human emotions and y'all should be able to have that avenue to be able to express that so this is why i came today because this is beautiful yeah you know what i'm saying you don't see it it. man for sure you don't see a lot of black guys getting together and saying you know what let's bring in somebody to talk about healing and one of those reasons that we are together is because of lou you know what i'm saying and to piggyback what you said about everybody's different experience with Lou. I didn't experience Lou like these two dudes yeah. experienced Lou. I experienced Lou when Lou came to me personally and we chopped it up and stuff stuff like that. But most of the times we was always together. Yeah. But they worked with Lou. They hung out with Lou on separate occasions. And he went to school with Lou and him and Lou became um had a special bond when they hung out at work and outside of work. That's when the bond became more and more like brotherhood type relate. I became a part of that when we all met Hooping and Forest Hill. Yeah. Hooping and Forest right. Hill, that's yeah. that's yeah. when it all took place, you know what I'm saying? We all chopped it up and over time we became friends and over time we became brothers because we we respected each other. We liked each other's company. The vibes was good. We started hanging out 
And then that's when the brotherhood formed and, and took place. And it's crazy because what she's saying is really true, though. Like, you got to oh, yeah. find yourself because uh, one of the reasons why, like, I think, you know, I really don't hang with certain people, not because I don't like them or anything, because it's going to be a trigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, around his family members, you know what I'm saying? When I see them, it's just going to bring an automatic sadness yeah. because he was the glue for yeah. me to hang around them. You know what I'm saying? He was the glue for certain people in our group to be together. Yeah. So when I'm around them, I ain't going to have no choice but to, like, damn, I'm sad now. But you know, you what? know what? I'm saying? If I'm getting you, sad now. God you, damn. But let me teach you a trick. If you could change your mind, you can change your life, right? Okay. Yeah. So being around and him being the glue moved to his mindset of gratitude. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know these amazing people. Yeah. But because of his legacy, I'm still able to have a connection. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you go back around them, it's, man, I'm thankful for Lou because, like, real talk, these some amazing people. And because of the way he loved, I got introduced to another level of love, and I could still share that level of love that he imparted on my life. Yeah. See what I'm saying? But I know that's also, too, like, that's easy to be said, it, but, like, mentally I got to be strong enough to be, like, when I'm around these certain people, I got to be strong enough to be like, you know what, yeah, I, I thank him for introducing. Because right now, you know, I ain't grieved properly, so it's still like, like yeah. damn, like, ah, oh, man. I see him there when he's supposed to be there, but he's not there. Yeah, and it'll be like that. It, that's just like, you know, during holiday seasons, a lot of times when you oh, lose man. the uh, matriarch yeah. or um, the grandfather or the, the family, then you have that empty chair at the yeah. table. You know what I'm saying? It hit different. But being able to introduce yourself through the character development is like an individual going to the gym. When you first start going to the gym and you lifting them weights, you got to start out with something low. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you don't have the the um, the, strength. the strength to be able to go and, and bench press 350. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But if you keep working at it, then over the weeks you can slowly increase what you're able to tolerate, what your body is able to tolerate. And that's the same thing with us. You might not full-fledged be able to go into that environment and thrive in that, in that, uh, on that level, but at the same time, if you take yourself, you know what, just drive by the house. You don't have to stop. Baby steps. Baby huh? steps. Because sometimes it's not even a step, it's a crawl. <laughs> Talk about it. Sometimes it's a sit on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a, I feel like I can run today. But then in another day, it might feel like, you know, I got to roll past because, like, I just, I don't have, my, my legs not going to hold me up. But it's, it's slowly introducing yourself into different levels of your healing process. You might not be ready for it all, but how do you achieve the bigger picture? Like I tell my clients, break it down into smaller boxes to make it more manageable so mm. that you are more that. motivated to keep going. Because if you look at a lot of times people, especially um, with my experience uh, of getting started with business, you know, you see the bigger picture. You know you want to reach the masses. You know you want to be able to have um, a multi-billion dollar franchise. You know what I'm saying? But it's overwhelming. <laughs> Get your healing process, man. <laughs> that man healing. That man is therapist. 
That man in therapy for real, man. But you know, um, you yeah. people get stuck. They get stuck in a startup of anything because their mind is overwhelmed with them in the process of how am I gonna get to where I see myself later. Nah, for real. It's breaking it down into smaller boxes so that when you achieve one step, you are more motivated to, oh, you know what? I accomplished this. I did that. I'm proud of myself for that. So now that I know what I'm capable of, I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got that go-getter mentality because if I've achieved this, it's nothing that I can't do. And that's crazy because me and him didn't talk about that before because he didn't tell me, like, Jack, sometimes your expectations be too big. You know, damn well, you're not going to do that. <laughs> and I'll be like, new what? I'll be like, what? You crazy. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm, call, I'm calling him back like, dang, fool, I ain't shit now, fool. Like, he's like, nah, I don't want to hear that because yeah. I told you that expectation's so high. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't have a high expectation, right. but set something that's manageable first. Right, that's You can start off, key. you know what I'm saying? You can hit that goal and be like, okay, I didn't hit something. Yeah. Now make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Now make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Next thing you know, you at that high expectation. You know what I'm saying? Do the knowledge, nigga. Yes. Nah, for real, do the knowledge. You yes. know. It's straight up. You gotta start talk. somewhere. You gotta start somewhere and never despise humble beginnings. Ah, yeah. I told him that yeah. on the way picking y'all up. I, like, I hear it, but I gotta be humble because I know it's just as hot as I can get. People kick you when you're down type deal. So yeah. do the knowledge, yeah. nigga. So man, man be, do it. Now go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. So just that's that's how I know that this is a divine connection for me to be here with you guys today because y'all share stuff in conversations I wouldn't even I didn't even meet y'all yet. This you nah, know Nah for real. So to be in alignment, like it feel good, you know. Yeah. It feel purposeful. And that's that's why I do what I do in the realm of mental health. You know, it's a lot of people that don't see how you can go from therapy to bringing in desserts and drinks. But it's not my vision is not for anybody else to understand. But it's the people that I come in contact with to let let me know that I'm still on the right track and doing what I'm supposed to do. No, nah, for real, that's, that's major though. Perfectly yeah. said, and, and, and that's, that's part crazy. of, and that's yeah. part of half of success is perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is just perfect timing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Remember you yeah. said that the other you said, dollars no, it's meant to be like that. Nah, it's meant to be like it's that. We talked like about that, that earlier. Yeah. Because you, we talked to Bill Dye. We was talking about that on the way here. You was like, man, if we would have switched, if some something, something would have switched it, like, I was like, nah, it happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's perfect timing. And you saying, like, the vibe is good. I mean, you made it open enough where people can can actually open up and, yeah, man. and speak freely. That, I think that. When I first started, like, when I went to therapy for the first time, it was already so abnormal. I really fired four of my therapists. <sighs> and they looked just like me. They were black just like me. Yeah. I wanted to get with a black therapist because I felt like they would be able to relate to me more. But the thing is, I found an Indian lady that introduced me to Dr. Kundalini's um mindfulness therapy approach and being able to meditate and to quiet the mind and practicing breathing um it was totally different but it was necessary 
So even I, you know, for everybody that to tune into this video, find a therapist that work for you. You know, they might not look like you, but don't let that shy you away from what they are able to do with you. Um, because divine connection don't have a gender or a race. It's just straight up. It's just straight up. It's a gift. Speak on it. That's beautiful, man. I, yeah, I love really this shit, is. man. Look, a jack of all trades. And I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't even going to say master of none. I mean, look, the food, oh man. Boy, the drink, yes. oh boy. Real quick, how did you get that started? What? The 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 business of making these these great desserts and these uh and these flavorful drinks. and uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I drinks. just I just follow divine instruction. A lot of the times I'm winging it and it just work because I listen. Oh, that's me all the way. Well, I, I follow. I'm, I, I'm a I'm just going to say this, it's just in us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Being in the kitchen, that's that's what our family Tell is. Tell about that cornbread. Know what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah, this guy can get down. Don't don't let the looks fool you. He can get down that kitchen. Yeah, don't let the looks fool you. Yeah. Yeah. What he look like? Yeah. He look like a dog yeah. cooking ass. Yeah, I do. I do. I look like a, a, like, a like bullshit only, ass nigga. He can barely make toast, but yeah. shoot, he can do more than that. Yeah, look like I only know how to fix noodles. Yeah. 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 Shake the but room. But there's different yeah. ways to make noodles. Don't don't ever do that yeah. nah, because yeah. noodles carried me through mm. a lot of college. Yeah, yeah. So I learned how to put some meatballs with it, yeah. put yeah. some Alfredo yeah. sauce, yeah. and came out. You know what I'm saying? Make it gourmet. Yeah. yeah, make it gourmet. Yeah, man. you can do it just like the Asian. Put a little egg yeah, in there. You know what I'm saying? Put a little make sauce in there. Yeah, it. put uh -huh. you some vegetables yeah. in there. You know a little stir fry. Little condiments in there. Little carrots. You know what I'm saying? Little teriyaki sauce. Yeah, yeah. make that soup soup. What, what do you say? Dress it up and make it real for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you say whatever the fuck whatever that, that means, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. But man, it was so it. good to have you on here, man. Most definitely, this was a blessing. Yes, I damn near just had a therapy session for the freaky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you watch it, uh huh. That's how you do it right there, man. You All her description is going to be in the in the description below. So oh, make sure you please, tap in with her. And Healing like and experience. subscribe to her stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tap in. Like it. Especially yeah. if you're in the city. Yeah. If you're in the right. city of Fort Worth, yeah. you better tap in with my yeah. family, man. We be yeah. in the city. She good people. <laughs> yeah. And she going to make sure you're going to get what you need. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> oh, well, oh, yeah. man. Before, before we go, just yeah. shout out your socials again. And One more time. Okay. So my Facebook, you can find me, uh, Brittany Washington. Wow. The business page Respect is uh, The Healing Experience. On IG, it's the bowtie uh, underscore slayer. And for TikTok, uh, it's underscore, uh, do it underscore all, because do it, I do, do it all. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Yeah. Good to be back, Man. brothers. Hey, Good I'm glad you're back, back brother. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad to finally meet Kobe today, man. That was Man, weird, it was bro. a beautiful he, experience. It. He said, you standing like a J. <laughs> Scoot over here. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm just a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? This is my first time meeting Kobe, man. Yeah, you know it's saying? special, man. I want to walk a testimony, y'all. Man, I don't swear. Know it. He's yeah. coming. I swear yeah. strong. With coming, yeah. man. Yeah. Strongest yeah. baby I know. With yeah. the two arms, Thanks. you feel me? 
Let's I want to say, man, thank y'all for bringing me on the show today. Yes, yes. I had a really good time. I look forward to vibing out. You definitely coming back. back. <laughs> coming back. <laughs> nah, for we going to get that therapy <laughs> therapy session. <laughs> shout nah, out, sis. Shout out, yeah. shout out shout sis. Shout out, out sis. Shout out, We going to have a therapy, off therapy, off therapy man, session. We, gonna, we, we fuck around and cry that episode. Really break it down. I ain't bad about shit, though, Mike Bing Rice back one more time. Oh, man. Rice balls. Hey, I just texted you earlier. Shout out to my boy. Rice, man. Rice, nah, man. All yeah, love, man. Appreciate you, Brittany, for being in the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, appreciate for the sure. drinks. All the time. All of it. Hey, hey y'all go, y'all go fuck with that banana pudding, man. Five dollars. Hey, you better get it. You better get it while it's five dollars because it might be raised up. Don't sleep on that Oreo, though. And a strawberry crush cake, too. Hey, they fighting for the other desserts. I'm fighting for that pudding, you heard me? But this has been the Black Heart Podcast. And we out. We out for the show. Thank y'all for tuning in. You were listening to the Black Heart Podcast. You can follow us on all social medias. Instagram at the Black Heart Podcast. Twitter and Facebook at the Black Heart Pod. This is Jake Jizzle. Thank you for listening to the Black Heart Podcast. It's your boy Darren, the Black Heart Podcast. We out. Yeah. Blocker, blocker, blocker. Let's get it.